Hi, everyone. Today, me and Tete are talking about, you know, her contribution to the Superman universe, which is a story that she's currently working on called The Man Who Chose Tomorrow. And that man is, as you can see in the title, called Zindel. And the reason behind this character's background and name, which is Yiddish, is because the original intent behind Golden Age Superman was that he was actually inspired by, you know, these waves of 20th century Jewish immigration from Eastern Europe. Exactly, exactly. So this is the point we've been building up to about the allegory that Superman was meant to represent. He was meant to represent the immigrants experience as well as the narrative. And when you look at everything that Clark Kent is in golden age, um, you, once you realize what he's meant to represent, you see him for who he really is, not a Kryptonian alien from the middle of Kansas, you know, crash landing in the middle of Kansas, but actually, um, you know, sort of, if you will, part of the new wave of immigration and probably, you know, a Yiddish slash Jewish man trying to, you know, take up an alias um, that's anglicized to assimilate probably because for better job opportunities. And also, you know, when you're trying to get hired at different places, they're less likely because of discrimination and anti-Semitism to um, hire you because of your name. So, you know, you could go from Zindel Malkov and take up a name like Clark Kent and claim you're from Kansas because they're, they want Clark Kent from Kansas, but mm -hmm. they don't want, say, a Zindel Malkov who just came here from, you know, say, Odessa, Ukraine, or a random place, you know, like, like a Shetel in Ukraine. They, they won't want to hire that. They won't want that name under an article, but they'll take Clark mm -hmm. Kent from, from Kansas. Exactly. So basically what you're doing, as you said before in our private conversations, is kind of giving Superman the original context of who he was back, you know, kind of reappropriating that because, you know, as we covered previously in this mini series about Golden Age versus Silver Age, which you can access using the play playlist link in the description, um, one of the problems that you found in Silver Age was that Silver Age stripped Superman of who he originally was. Exactly. They stripped him of who he originally was. They took away his allegorical nature. They also, I mean, not to sound overly political, but they essentially kind of whitewashed him. Um, they stripped away a lot of the qualities that made him, you know, the allegory you know, of a Jewish immigrant and made him into sort of an all-American pie thing. Well, sort of a, you know, sort of, you know, kind of like a old American stock, if you will, and, and just sort of this Midwestern wholesomeness, um, which I'm not trying to denounce anything by that, but you have to remember originally when you look at him, even the way he looks, dresses, acts, behaves, this is not a Midwestern man of, Anglo-Saxon descent, or even a Kryptonian alien raised in a simulation of that kind of society or culture. But when, when you look at how originally he was, a lot of readers, especially those who were Jewish American readers, they did not see Clark Kent. They knew this guy has, this guy has another name. That's just the name he uses, but they could 
clearly see this this is this is a I mean just to put it bluntly this is a Jewish man just to throw mm -hmm. it out there mm -hmm, exactly and, and even the Nazis knew right the Nazis sensed it a mile away I mean no so a lot of American public were caught off guard like unless you were a Jewish American reader reading this if you were just like say non-Jewish or even like non-immigrant because I mean like even if you were like say Italian or new wave immigrant you could kind of relate to Clark or understood you know hey he kind of reminds me of my friend who's Jewish but people in America who were like non-non-Jewish or non-non you know newer immigrant couldn't see it but Nazis who were reading this you know Nazi Germany and they're looking at all the different things that Americans are reading like trying to find propaganda context or material they panicked they thought oh my goodness there's this 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 super being figure this superior man and it's a Jew and and in fact um I, I believe uh, Herman Goebbels just wrote a very scathing letter to the original creators um, and as well as I think to um, like just generally like a press release to American newspapers that basically he's trying to say you're basically idolizing or perfecting or you know this character that you love so much he's actually um, a Jew and, and you know of course he's using the slur he's, a, he's not an ubermensch he's an undermensch he's, he's subhuman and um, so if 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 Nazis and Goebel, Goebel um can see that, then I think it says a lot about who you know Superman slash Clark Kent slash whoever his name could have been uh, originally was, um, because the Nazis could see that a mile away and they panic. They they couldn't stand this. Like how dare this, you know, man of um, physical and mental. Um, over ability or perfection you know how dare he be non-aryan and of course i mean when you look at how the way superman and clark kent look i mean which are one and the same i mean he's just wearing glasses and you know all that it, it defies as we have we spoken in earlier podcasts um it defies um you know most heroic ideals especially in say you know america white america you know he's not blonde he's not blue-eyed he um he is dark-haired. He is dark-eyed. Um, you know, his, his features are more broad. You know, possibly, you know, more more Medi Mediterranean um, in look. So everything about Superman is just an affront to the Aryan obsession with Nazis, as well as kind of the cornbread whitewashing of white America um, at the time. So to have someone like who looks and acts like that. And who is basically, you know, I, I would say a Jewish man using an assumed name to avoid discrimination or anti-Semitic retaliation. Um, it's quite gutsy. It's quite bold. And um, I think for a lot of Jewish American readers or even Jewish European readers, I think that meant a lot to see that kind of character because I think prior to that, what we saw in a lot of heroic depictions were usually these Aryan ideals and such. Um, you might occasionally get the dark type, but usually it was kind of an anti-hero or a brooding romantic love interest with some kind of negative connotation, kind of like in the English romance novels. Usually if you had a dark hair, dark eyed person, they had problems, um, kind of like um, Heathcliff or Mr. Rochester, you know, bad boys. 
but this is the first time you get a heroic character who embodies all these different qualities that are kind of an kind of an affront to that kind of heroic standard, if you will. Um, and I guess also too, it it is kind of a thing where you know the allegory of Krypton and escaping Krypton is is um, the immigrants' allegory of seeing their home destroyed by political and political strife, upheaval, war, as well as not being safe to return because you might get killed based on your political or ethnic affiliation, or even just having a name like, Ooh, you have that name. You must be one of them, you know, like uh, go live in, go live in the ghetto or something, you know, or, or, you know what I mean? So the whole allegory of say a planet like Krypton exploding, um, fits very well with that kind of sad tragedy of never being able to go back to something because it's destroyed. It's pretty much like a planet being exploded. Um, but also too, it's a reflective state on what war and politics and, 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 um, and hatred do to a society, to a country for people. So I think a lot of people seeing the whole thing. And, and also too, you notice originally not much was that explored about Krypton too much, except that it was a lot like earth, but more advanced. Um, and that in itself is kind of an allegory for the old country that it being older and maybe kind of a little bit more advanced in some aspects, but, but mostly, mostly the aspect of it's not much different than here. And it's, it's destroyed by its own people because of the choices and things that were made. Um, and I guess to, you know, further go on, um, the way Clark dresses and carries himself doesn't really feel like a Midwestern farmer trying to adapt uh, to a city. I mean, when you look at how he dresses and how he acts, it feels very much like a Jewish man living in a city and just the way he's designed and act. Um, even, even the whole, even the whole glasses thing, a lot of people assume it is for disguise, but originally he does struggle a little bit with eyesight. Um, and that's one of the reasons why he couldn't, um, there was this one, one page or excerpt, if you will, why he couldn't join the army because uh, he had bad eyesight. He failed the eye exam. It's ironic. He's got x-ray vision. He can see from far, but he can't read the flipping eye chart for the army entrance exam. So he can't do it. So I guess he can just kind of stay home and take care of fascists at home or maybe go overseas and beat them up. You know, he can just fly over there. Um, but, but, you know, that in itself, I, I, I'm not trying to say a stereotype, but, you know, he's, he's meant to kind of represent the more intellect type, you know, the more, the more urban type. And, you know, I, I would have to say that, I mean, and, and this, and this, of course, is also from what some of the things his original creators had shared years later, that a lot of guys like themselves, two young Jewish men, they could relate to him a lot because they imparted a lot of their own characteristics, looks and desires and, and traits into him. Um, but also probably a lot of other young Jewish and Jewish American men could probably relate a lot very much so to Clark and then could see it instantly and clearly and the way he was um, and, and the way he looked, the way he acted. Um, and of course, you know, he, he has a drive for um, political change. He does strongly um, believe in community. And this is a mindset that you kind of bring over with you 
from where you're coming from because you're in a more you're in a more community-based society there's less there's less emphasis on if you will kind of a selfish individuality um and i don't want to say it's selfish but you know when you think about the desperation of that time it can can feel selfish um but i guess also to to launch into this so more community-based um more community-based mind approach to things um as well as like say people living in eastern europe or say czarist russia and the pale of settlement a lot of people had to live communally or or had to kind of build a welfare system just to survive because the poverty was crushing you weren't allowed to live anywhere else some people escaped but it was like a very handful of people who could get into university and that was such a rare exception and i i can't imagine the kind of struggles or discrimination or people talking behind their back or doing dirty crap you know behind their back they would probably have to endure once once they left left the safety if you will of that parameter you know of the pale of settlement um so you know with that mindset and and this kind of desire for so social change um that's another thing that 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 clark really embodies and and really exudes if you will through his actions because he's not always being superman beating up crap i mean a lot of times he he's wanting to write exposés and expose things and and maybe that's where his real power is like yes he got a confession as superman threatening to beat up a politician and toss him out a window but that confession's not going to do any good if clark kent isn't in his office writing the story and getting it in paper and exposing this guy to the public exactly that makes a lot of sense you know you explained it so well thank you thank you and um so basically what i i wanted to do was to pay homage to what to that whole allegory i just explained and i i wanted to pay homage to his cre original creators unfortunately there's not a lot of um respect for the intent or the allegory that his um, creators put forth. Not a lot of people know about the certain details and little snippets of hints that a lot of people who know if they look for it, they can find it. Um, unfortunately, you know, ever, ever, I would say ever since the original creators kind of lost control of it, like I said, he's he's been whitewashed and he's been stripped of his Jewish allegorical nature. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring that back and I wanted to make him human and I wanted to make him real, like an actual person who just, and the unlucky draw of life, just got these weird powers. They're not all that OP, but they're pretty abnormal. And he wonders how he can use them. And he tries to use them for good. And that's pretty much the intent and drive that I'm going with this interpretation on the character. Mm-hmm. And you've done a great job so far. You know, you have written, I think, over 15,000 words so far in your outline. Thank you. I, I have been trying. I um, I really want, there's going to be a lot more, and I think a lot more exploration of ideas and politics and things like that. It'll be very hard hitting. I don't think it'll be very, um, it, it certainly won't hold back any punches when it comes to the grim realities that, um, a man of, of that of, of that kind of background and experience would 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 endure, and but yes, that's um, that is where um, 
this this all originated was to bring back Superman slash Clark Kent slash whomever he would be, uh, whatever name he would dare expose himself um, back. I, I want to bring that back. I I think it's it's wrong to deny his roots. Um, and you know how do I say it? It's like let's make him in, into what he was originally and why not make him more human? Because maybe, maybe that, maybe that's something too. Like, isn't, it's kind of strange. Like I mentioned in the other podcast, we're more willing, I guess, I guess as the public now back then, um, like non-Jewish public was, was probably more willing to accept an alien crash landed as a baby in the middle of Kansas. And, you know, he's, he's raised by these Midwestern farmers. We're more willing to accept that for our hero than we would be, you know, a Russian Jewish immigrant who has only been maybe 10, 12 years in the country, or maybe even less. We're, we're, we're willing to accept an alien, but not an immigrant. We're, we're willing to accept one kind of alien, but not another kind of alien. Exactly. Right. So, you know, you are really breathing life into him. And like we talked about in our, private conversations if you took the whole alien allegory literally there's a lot of things you wouldn't be able to explore or explain because you're aiming for a more realistic narrative exactly if you take the allegory too literal or just straight literal you fall flat now i've seen some artists and writers do a pretty decent job of it but it doesn't fully explain his motivations or why he's so driven the way he is. Yes, somebody could have been an extraterrestrial raid by Midwestern farmers and be a very good, kind, wonderful person, blessed with weird powers. But would they keep having the drive to keep doing that? I mean, wouldn't they eventually get tired of fighting crime in the city or taking down aliens? Wouldn't they want to retreat um, back to being a farmer on in Kansas or something? And what would drive them to fully expose themselves and 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 do this kind of work if they were if they did not have other experiences or 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 a drive that another person would? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And in future um, podcast episodes, we're going to learn more about Zindel's story, breaking down where he came from, how he went to the United States, what his powers are like compared to golden age Superman, because that's where he's compared to, right? Cause that's where he comes from, not silver age. Exactly. So basically Zendel is, is, is golden age Superman. Mm-hmm. Right. As he was always kind of meant to be without the allegory. Exactly. He was always meant to be that without the allegory. I mean, here's the thing, you know, you're doing a good job of trying to represent an allegory um, for, you know, let, let's just say, for your community and people, you know, you're doing a good job when you have just fully angered a bunch of racist fascists, when you, when you've just made them see thing at the mouth and they're, you know, denouncing him as, you know, so many slurs and stuff. And you also know you've done a good job too, when you write a nasty letter back and show, you know, your character, you know, basically clobbering the crap out of Goebbels and Hitler. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so thank you so much. And we will be exploring more about Zindel and his story in upcoming episodes. Yes, yes, we will. There is a long and wonderful and beautiful journey with Zindel. And I, I think we'll also delve into, he's been, he's been around for a little bit. He's uh, pretty much on 
car with Andre. So we're also going to be um, exploring that as well. Mm -hmm. And also other characters in this development of the story, like Lois or Lytza, right? That's her real name. Her real and name. also some other characters like I'm part of um, Zindel's group. Exactly. You, know, you have included your version of Jimmy Olsen, for example. Yes, I have. I have Perry White. I have Jimmy Olsen. I have Lois Lane. Um, I have various and different characters who have been reimagined. And you'd be surprised. Batman. If, and of course we have Batman. But you will. But I think readers will be surprised how many actual Jewish American immigrants we actually have uh, in this story because that's what it was originally meant to be. So I cannot wait to, and also I cannot wait to introduce other characters like Batman and also some um, opponents uh, that are, have been translated into a hyper-realistic um, naturalism. So I can't wait to explore that with everybody. Yes, Lex Luthor. Yes, we have Lex Luthor. And he is very, very different from even Golden Age. So, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how his character develops and how, how this all entails. So to close this off, how will you present this story? Will it be pitched to DC and, you know, maybe turned into a comic? Or do you think this will be a play or what is it? I feel like at first I'd like to finish a basic outline and then... Um, I believe it will be kind of in a short novel format, not quite like, you know, thick Russian epic describing every little thing. Um, but I think it will be kind of an account novel uh, first. Um, and then hopefully through that format, it could be adapted into a comic script and, or it could be done at the same time, both. Um, but probably, probably novel and comic script script. And hopefully, hopefully maybe DC will pick it up. Maybe it's Black Label will want something controversial, such as, you know, imagine if Superman was originally just a human and he's actually a, a, a Jewish immigrant. Um, maybe they will pick it up and that will be interesting. I, I hope it does. I hope it does. I mean, I, I think for this day and age, with all the rising tensions of politics and ethnic identity in the world, um, you know, as, as well as the need for social change and things like that. Maybe, maybe we need a story like Zindel's now. Maybe we need this kind of Superman. Mm -hmm. I agree. I can't wait to find out more about this. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to um, begin this journey and I want to welcome everybody on board. Right. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. You.